Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Brian and Trickin. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. I am your host, Brian Nutrigan, a.k.a. KC Bubba. You can find me on the old Twitter there at BD Entrick, BD E-N-T-R-E-K. Hope you guys all enjoyed your Wednesday on the Diamond. Tons more offense, some horrible injury news, and much, much more. And I'm here to recap it for you and get you ready for six games on a Thursday. Four daytime games, two evening games. So that'll be a quickie for you. But let's get into the news and notes from Wednesday. Taj Bradley, I said on yesterday's show he was going to debut. That was the word on the street when I was recording. Woke up to different words on the street. Taj got put, pushed back to Thursday. He'll make the start against Tyler McGill and the New York Mets on Thursday for a daytime matinee between the Rays and the Mets. Looking forward to Taj Bradley in that one. Apparently, he's working on a new pitch mix in the minors, is what I was reading up on, on Wednesday. So we'll see how that pans out. Hopefully, he can regain that form he had when he was dealing with Tampa in his three starts with the Rays, not the starts we saw afterwards in AAA. Yanni Torinos got sent to AAA, not in the result of the Bradley move, but got sent to AAA, and they called up reliever Nick Birdie, which is a fun one there because Birdie's got that old old prospect pedigree. So we'll see how it pans out uh, this time around. But Torinos just cannot get it done for the Rays at this point in time. Padres starting pitcher Seth Lugo left his start on Tuesday. I was waiting to get some more news on that. Uh, he strained his calf trying to cover first base on a little uh, ground ball. And uh, reports from Bob Melvin and company with San Diego say Lugo is unlikely to make his next start. Hopefully it's only one start, but more testing and time will require the answer to that. Mark Vientos of the New York Mets, big-time AAA prospect, got called up on Wednesday. He was hitting 333 with 13 home runs over 38 games in AAA. He started at third base. Eduardo Escobar started at second with the lefty on the mound for the Rays in Josh Fleming. So that meant Mr. Beatty did not get in the lineup. Vientos went deep in his debut. He had four plate appearances on the day, four batted balls in play on all plate appearances, and these were the exit velocities, 99.6, 107.5, 103.6, 102.7. Mr. Vientos was crushing baseballs on Wednesday night, and I'm just really curious to see how this plays out because Beatty was in like a strict platoon at third base with Escobar. Escobar slid over to second and allowed Vientos to play third, so now it's Vientos and, and Beatty in the platoon. We'll have to wait and see. So playing time is my biggest concern here. The hit tool, not so much. I'm looking forward to seeing how the, the rest of the week plays out before we have our fab bids on the weekend. Diamondbacks, they already sent Jake McCarthy back to the minors earlier this year. Now it's Alec Thomas's turn. He goes back to AAA. So now two starting outfielders of the D-backs are playing in Reno. Uh, go figure. They called up reliever Luis Frias. Uh, nothing too much there. But Alec Thomas only hitting 195 with two homers and three stolen bases over 39 games with the D-backs. Needs to get his get his mind right. Hopefully he comes back in bigger and better shape. St. Louis Cardinals, this is a fun one because it was not Jordan Walker like many would have hoped for, but Oscar Mercado, the former top prospect for the Cleveland Guardians. 
Oscar Mercado gets called up by the, the St. Louis Cardinals on Wednesday. He's hitting 278 in AAA with two home runs and 15 stolen bases. Speed has always been a thing for Mr. Mercado. We'll see how this one plays out and where he goes with the Cardinals as they already have tons of outfielders, as we know. The MRI came back on Nick Lodolo, and it was not good, folks. We thought at first it was a calf injury, you know, a couple weeks, we'll reassess, blah, blah, blah. A little worse than that, the MRI on Mr. Lodolo revealed a stress reaction in his left tibia. Uh, they say this is similar to uh, shin splints, which is not good, which requires you to basically stay off of it. Uh, he's in a walking boot uh, right now, Nick Lodolo is. And he's going to get reevaluated with another MRI in two weeks. So he'll be in the boot for at least two weeks, reevaluate things, and go from there. This is going to be at least a four to six week thing for Lodolo. I foresee this being even longer because if he's not walking, he's probably not throwing, which means it's going to take time to get back into things. Not good. Not good for Lodolo. He's droppable. I don't want to drop him, but he's becoming droppable based on your situation. Let's put it that way. This guy's droppable for me. Dustin May. Sorry, buddy done he lasted one inning on wednesday left to start mri came back right flexor strain they're saying four to six weeks they're saying his surgically repaired ucl from tommy john surgery is still intact and fine i'll believe it when i see it uh, he was velocity was way down after that first inning it's not good he's been bad you know he's like the regression was coming for him hard you know it's like a six percent swinging strike rate and, and whatnot he wasn't going to keep cutting it the way he was so dustin may I think he's going to be gone for a couple months. They're saying four to six weeks for him also. That's just a common phrase, four to six weeks, four to six weeks today. But uh, I see it being a little longer for Mr. Dustin May. Talking about guys that have injury problems, Eloy Jimenez, this is a good thing, though, progressing quite well through his rehab. And uh, she went on rehab uh, games here pretty shortly, and he expects to be back by the end of next week, uh, by the next weekend series potentially for the Chicago White Sox, whose offense is slowly heating up, folks. So we'll have to see. I kind of like... You know, if he comes back, it could screw up our Jake Berger fund. So I'm kind of curious to see how this plays out for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, Luis Severino of the New York Yankees. He'll make his first start of the season on Sunday, getting activated from the IL against the Reds in Great American Small Park. Thank you for coming, Severino. Welcome. Corey Seager was activated from the IL on Wednesday. That means his stomach bug was taken care of that we talked about in yesterday's show. In result, Sam Huff was sent back to AAA. Huff's been a nice little fill-in. He's got catcher, corner infield type skills. Not a bad deep league guy went around, but he's not obviously because Corey Seager is back. Some potentially good news for the Houston Astros. Jose, Jose Altuve will return to Houston on Thursday, work out for the team. If all goes well, they will activate him on Friday, and he'll rejoin the Astros for the weekend series. Definitely one to monitor there. All right, if you're a Twins fan or you roster a lot of Twins, brace for impact because I got a few for you here. I'll start up top here, Nick Gordon. Suffered a shin fracture. Uh, this is going to be, they say four to six weeks. I'm thinking more like six to eight weeks for Mr. Gordon, maybe longer. We'll see. So uh, Nick Gordon, gone. That probably opens the door for Edward Julian from AAA. He was scratched before Wednesday night's game. That is a good scratch, a.k.a. Come on down, big boy. You're coming back to the big show. And since he got demoted on April 21st, he's hitting 285, some, a little bit of power, a little bit of speed. Uh, so nice, nice stuff there. Uh, OBP of 451. He's walking 20.9% of the time and striking out 20.9% of the time. Things we wanted to see from Julian after he was striking out over 30% of the time the first time he's with the Twins. Went back to AAA. Much, much improved in the plate discipline skills while the overall hit tool was still there. So he's going to be a fun one in Fab this week. And there might be more playing time for him besides just Nick Gordon because Hori Polanco 
left Wednesday's game with a mild hamstring strain. Planka was discussing this after the game with reporters, said it stiffened up on him when he was running out a ground ball to first base, and it was still stiff, and they'll do more testing on Thursday morning. Joey Gallo left the Wednesday's game with a back injury and is considered day-to-day. So it just when it rains, it pours. Max Kepler's already on the IL. There's a lot of moving parts there. It means Chris Taylor probably gets more regular playing time. Uh, we mentioned Julian gets the call up. It's going to be like Donovan Solano's there if they need it. Willie Castro. like They got a bunch of dudes, but they're not dogs. So it's going to be interesting to see how that one plays out. Um, further imaging on Manny Machado. We mentioned he got hit on the hand a couple days ago was day to day. They said x-rays were negative. Well, they got better imaging because there's a fracture in Manny Machado's hand. They're saying they're still looking to avoid the IL potentially, but there'll be more news and notes on that on Thursday or Friday. Joey Manesis is hitting close to 300 on the season, but no power to show for it at all. He is heating up, but no power at all. He gets placed on the paternity list on Wednesday. Maybe he comes back with some daddy power, some baby swag, and gets that power back going once again. More New York Yankees news. Domingo Herman was suspended the standard 10 games for his sticky stuff violation. Dude's just a dum-dum. You got, you got through with it once. Why are you doing it again? Dum-dum. So Domingo Herman, 10-game suspension. And then Alex Cora, he re- uh, told reporters after their game on Wednesday that Nick Pavetta will be moving to the bullpen for the Red Sox. That's after they've got you know, Bales pitching well, Paxton's back. They didn't want to go six-man. That uh, means Whitlock's back soon as well. So Pavetta's going to the bullpen. And that I'd put Hauk back there personally. Hauk's great the first time through. After that, it falls off a cliff for, for Tanner Hauk. So we'll see how long I can see some moving pieces on that one. Let's talk about some hitting highlights from your Wednesday slate of action. And as usual, there's a lot of it. So here's a few for you. Seiya Suzuki, three for three with two home runs, two runs scored, three RBIs, and two walks on the game. You know, he started the season late due to injuries. So far through the first 31 games with the Cubbies this season, Suzuki's hitting 286 with five home runs and a 205 ISO. So stay healthy, kid. Big summer to come for Seiya Suzuki. Kind of mentioned Jake Berger earlier, and I mentioned it because he's been crushing. He was playing well when Moncada was out. Berger got hurt, came back. He went deep on Wednesday. He's three for, he went three for four with the solo shot, two RBIs. He's now hitting 278 on the season with 10 home runs and a 468 ISO. Berger is a smash burger. That's like they should make that T-shirt if you're not making it yet. Roto wear somebody. Um, Berger crushes baseballs, and I'm hoping that even when Eloy comes back, they keep Berger in the lineup. And then Christopher Morrell. Everybody likes Mervis. Mervis hit his first home run on Tuesday, but Christopher Morrell continues to stay white hot since getting called up. He's three for five home run, two run score, Darby and a walk on Wednesday. Morrell's now hitting 371 with five home runs, nine runs scored, 10 RBIs, and a stolen base in about less than a week's time with the Cubs. Great stuff from Christopher Morrell. For more details on the day's top hitters, make sure you check out the Daily Batters box on PitcherList.com. Starting pitching highlights from Wednesday, Chris Bassett does it again. Kind of discussed him here in some other shows that you take out that first start, things have been great for Chris Bassett. He kept it going, seven shutout innings versus the New York Yankees, three hits, one walk, seven strikeouts for Mr. Bassett. Uh, only nine whiffs, a bit weird, 30% CSW on 97 pitches. But over the last three starts for Bassett, now it's 23 innings pitched, zero earned runs, and 20 strikeouts. He's doing pretty, pretty, pretty good. Drew Smiley had a great game versus Houston Astros. The Astros offense has been scuffling. If you play DFS or you're in daily leagues, you've noticed this. It's been a rough go. And Drew Smiley took advantage of it. Six innings, one earned, four hits, no walks, eight Ks for the lefty. Uh, Drew Smiley, 
14 whiffs on a 35% CSW on 84 pitches. Really good stuff from Smiley, who now has a 2.86 ERA, a 4.25 XFIP on the season with 46 Ks and 50 and a third innings. Smiley has been fantasy viable from time to time as the Tiger. Even last year in 2022, before he got hurt, he was very viable. So run with it while you can. I don't think many would have put him up uh, on their rosters facing Houston, but he got the job done for you. Kode Senga brought his best game of the year to the Mets against the Tampa Bay Rays on Wednesday. Six innings, one earned, three hits, three walks, 12 strikeouts for Kode Senga. He had 18 whiffs and a 33% CSW on the night. Uh, it's been a roller coaster of a season for Singa, but still, with all that being said, 377 ERA, 386 XFIPs, not bad at all. 55 strikeouts and 43 innings pitched. One of his biggest issues, though, has been the walks. He has 26 walks in those 43 innings as well. So that's something he has to definitely figure out and figure out quickly. Make sure you tune in, tune into the Plus Pitch Podcast with Nick Pollock and check out his daily SP Roundup to get caught up on all things starting pitching. Let's head to the bullpen. Miguel Castro of the Arizona Diamondbacks picked up his third save of the season, and so did Dylan Floro, his third save of the season for the Marlins. Uh, we talked about Floro taking over for A.J. Puck. He's picked up two saves right away in that one. And then Miguel Castro's kind of taken over. Chafin gets one once in a while. But Castro's been the dude of late and uh, should be the dude going forward, so that's really great to see. We talked about Wandy Peralta being the guy in New York. He had, uh, I think, three saves in his last four days or something. He came in. Uh, there's this was the bad part of the evening. The evening relievers scuffled. Wandy Peralta to give up a walk off three run bomb to Danny Jansen for the Toronto Blue Jays win. So you got that going for you. Uh, Tampa Bay side of things, they were taking care of business on the Mets late in that game until Jason Adam blew the save, and then Pete Fairbanks gave it the walk off home run. It was a tough tough go for the big boys in the back end of the Rays bullpen. Cubs bullpen would might have been worse. Cubs were cruising 6-1 to one on the Astros heading into the eighth inning. They allowed four runs in the eighth and two more in the ninth, six total runs in the eighth and the ninth to give the Astros a 7-6 to six W over the Cubbies. So some big bullpen blowups around baseball. Make sure you guys read the Daily Reliever Ranks article and more over at PitcherList.com to get caught up on all things relief pitching. All right, before we take a look at Thursday's six-game slate of action, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain, and they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow, and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. And welcome back to the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. I am your host, Brian Etchikan, a.k.a. KC Bubba. Let's hear from our good buddy, Mark Paquette, as he previews today's weather. Thanks, Brian. Well, we've been quite a roll with great weather, and frankly, that continues today on a very small schedule. No games with any threat for rain. So no delays, no postponement. Use whoever you want. Back to you. 
And as always, thank you, Mark. We appreciate the help with the weather. It's a four-game early slate. There's two games in the evening. So a couple things I'm looking at here in a DFS side of things. In the early slate, I want to see the Orioles versus Tyler Anderson. Tyler Anderson is just not good. Um, I wish it wasn't in Camden Yards. I'll tell you that much because it could actually help Tyler Anderson out. But give me Ryan Mountcastle. Give me um, give me all the Orioles, basically. I, I like them quite a bit versus Tyler Anderson. And then the Guardians versus Dylan Cease. I keep attacking Dylan Cease. Guardians offense has been bad, though. So it's like the perfect storm for Cease. But in tournaments, I like the Guardians in this one. There's other ways to go on this slate. Like you can attack Williams with the Marlins. Um, but I think Orioles and Guardians where I start my builds on the four game early slate. Pitching wise, Yuri Perez versus the Nats just rack up those strikeouts, buddy. And then Taj Bradley versus the New York Mets. I'm intrigued with that one as well. All right, things I'm looking forward to on uh, Thursday. We get a ton of young arms. Like we get Taj Bradley's return to the bigs. Loving that. Looking forward to it in a big, big way. You get Logan Allen. Uh, making another start he's been pitching great this year but he's facing off against a very talented improving white Sox team with burger and lou bob crushing baseballs not to mention andrew bonds doing it well he went deep on wednesday there's a lot of big time bats there in chicago right now so tough tough task for logan allen yuri perez makes his second start of his career going up against the nats at home in miami so that's a fun one then he only got two games in the evening starting after seven o'clock p.m eastern time but they're two big boy games. You got the Los Angeles Dodgers with Julio Urias taking the bump against the Cardinals and Adam Wainwright. Wainwright's second start of the season. But um, two just perennial powerhouses in the National League. And you also got the Yankees-Toronto AL East battle going off with Nestor Cortez and Jose Barrios. So two really good games in the evening. Four games early on. You got the young kids pitching early. You got the big dogs playing late. Fun field Thursday of action. Make sure you guys go to pitcherlist.com. Go check out PL Plus. Go check out PL Pro. Become a member over there. You won't regret it. You get to come into the fun Discord with all the great information, people, and much, much more. Plus, you get the cool tools, the PLV tool, the pitcher's bot, and all the goodies that come in the draft guide next year, and much, much more. It's always improving, getting better and better year after year, almost week after week, it feels like, at pitcherlist.com. So go check out PL Plus and PL Pro. That'll do it, folks. Another episode of the First Pitch Podcast in the books. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow to recap Thursday's small slate. Get you ready for a full slate on Friday, as always. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at BDEntrick, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. But for now, this was your first pitch podcast Thursday, May 18th. Hope you all have a great day. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.